Hey listeners, this is an all new episode of Supper Time in the LBC. I am Brian Addison and has always joined by my better half, Sarah Bennett. And in these next few episodes, our producer Steven will also be hopping in because we spent two hours inside my apartment uh, talking about everything home cooking, uh, from grocery stores to how to store food for longer to how to save money. Uh, This will be broken up into two parts in the least for you to digest and use at your will. So in the subtle racism of grocery store layouts where quote unquote ethnic foods are separated from everyone else, I was out of crushed red chili pepper, which is really common in Italian cooking. And I went to this, the normal spice section, normal in quotes, and there was one bottle left and it was the Spice Islands Organic. And I kid you not, you guys, for how much was it? Yeah. 16 ounces. For 16 ounces, it was $7.19 at Ralph's. $7.19. And I was like, no, where are the little Mexican packets? Where are the packets? I know they're around here somewhere. They were in the Latin American food section, and the same amount was 79 cents. <laughs> so I'm telling people, especially with spices, there are ways to save money by going to the plastic little packages rather than unless you want if you're aiming for super high quality then of course go for like spice island or you have a weird one turmeric um uh arrow root which is a gluten-free those. thinner I have a bunch of these plastic bags in my right? from the from the kind of city on they're my corner so good they're the same quality like only go to the spice island rack if it's a super strange spice Look. so can i ask what spices are like your crucial like go-tos like the ones that you always cook with because i know i have mine like if i'm just sauteing vegetables or roasting something like what do you put on yours like what are your spices that you keep around because turmeric's kind of yeah once in a while um well obviously salt and pepper but i I love dill i know that's a weird one uh i use i know i use a lot of dill in my salads um like tonight i'm doing celery radish cucumber just tossed in lemon juice, olive oil, salt, pepper, and dill. It's like an Italian salad that I like fell in love with. And you know, no rosemary all the time. Huh? No rosemary. Uh, I grow rosemary. So I use rosemary, a lot of basil, mm-hmm. uh, fresh basil. Well, here, listen. Well, I have a lot of shit. Love cayenne. Love cayenne. Um, I use so smoked paprika. It's like really, really, really smoky. And it's amazing. Um, so you can add this to ketchup and it turns into a bomb, like cheap on the go barbecue, basically Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Well, you grow, so you were growing basil before we turned Mm -hmm. the recording on. We were talking about how not to kill a basil plant. If you have one, you know, bring it in in the winter time. Sarah gave me the best tip. Y'all listen to her. I mean, just don't let it die outside. It doesn't like the cold weather. So if it like, I don't know, gets below 55 or so, you should probably bring it in overnight. But also if you can't grow your own, because I killed mine this winter and I'm waiting till I can recover and (laughs) feel confident enough again to buy another one. Um, I bought this at Sprouts. Actually, I bought this tube of basil. It's like basil goop. Yeah. And they have multiple ones. They have cilantro. They have garlic. They, yes. And they're like $2.99, which, okay, it's it's another plastic tube. It's prepackaged. But 
again, I live alone, so I kind of have to go for some of those things. Like I can't keep fresh basil in my fridge if I buy, you know, the sprigs or something. Exactly. So having that, yeah, that tube thing has been pretty revelation, re- really pretty revolutionary. I got the ginger one and I've just been squeezing it into all the stir fries. Oh, hell yeah. Kick it up a notch. Take it up a notch. Uh, also in my stir fries, when I, I went to, um, Co- what's it, Cost Plus World Market. Have you ever been to the food section there? No. That wouldn't that wouldn't have even crossed whole, my mind. Is it, the whole place is a quote ethnic section. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the whole premise of the store. The entire store is like an ethnic section, and you can get things that are imported from India and all around the world. And they have sort of it's pretty uh, it's a it's a pretty colonizer store. But if you go over into the food area, they have all sorts of imported food items, and they're pretty affordable, and you can get stuff cheap. And I use it just as an opportunity to like explore and try new things because they they do have like the sort of like Japanese section. They have a bigger Italian section. You get imported pastas and imported meats oh, and all nice. that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then they well, I love the snack section because I'm a snack bitch. I don't know if everyone knows, but so it's kind of like the food sections of TJ Maxx and. Yeah, kind right? of those like weird sections that have yes. like I found I found amazing where I also go. Yes, uh, TJ Maxx. Pasta. <laughs> yeah, I found and amazing pasta at Home Goods. Yeah, <laughs> I found Picari. Picari is this really wide like think of it like a rigatoni like the, but that big. Yeah, yeah. So it's a two pasta that's huge and it's great for like oh, it just looks cool like presentation wise. And yeah, it's literally the only place outside of like uh-huh. a ten dollar Whole Foods organic. Single origin semolina. <laughs> well, I buy I buy all my snacks for my students at, at those places because they're always like really cheap and you can kind of get bulk and yeah, stuff. And I'm always looking for some like healthy, interesting. I like to weird them out. I'm like, oh, you're hungry here. You better eat something nice and healthy. So I'm always at those stores looking for stuff like that. That's why the cost plus they have a whole snack section with like individually wrapped. They'll have um, like pickled asparagus and stuff and pickled artichoke hearts just like in a single serving package. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's like, a, I don't know, branding is new way to snack, like up your snack game or whatever. But I use them for my meat and cheese plates. I'll just put them, I'll douse it out on the side and that way I don't have to buy like a big jar. Um, But I was gonna say about the stir fries is that I found like a pack of miso and it was like a squeeze tube of miso and it was only a buck or two, it was pretty cheap. And like, I just, and I used it in everything. Like anytime I was making stir fry or ramen or whatever, I just like squeeze a little bit in add some flavor. That's what I've been trying to learn how to do because for a long time I un- I, I undersalted or didn't salt anything and I'm sorry oh. for all my friends that ate at my house in the early 20s in my early 20s. It is amazing what salt can do. But like yeah, I know. I just, <laughs> it's essential. Maybe I should preface this entire what is it? episode salt, acid, fat basically that's true. Your- <laughs> okay, I should preface this entire episode by saying that like I never cooked a thing like I I'm learning about it kind of now as an adult, like, and especially, I think that's why food writing or writing about restaurants and stuff was like an easy leap for me. Cause I was already eating out so much. I was like, Oh good. This is like a way to focus the way I eat out. And so it allowed me to, to perpetuate the fact that I didn't always cook at home. And when I was younger and I was cooking for friends, it was really like ramen and macaroni and cheese and just my kid food. But I would add like frozen veggies in it or something. Well, and I think this echoes the conversations we've been having with these chefs for this big wellness series we were, we've been doing that a lot of the people who go to restaurants and like work their way up in a kitchen didn't grow up cooking. I found that really fascinating. Like they would, but not not like I mean, I I literally grew up cooking. I remember being in my mom's kitchen. I remember my grandpa's food. Like food was like kind of like the epicenter of our family. And I now grew, now looking back, 
and meeting some people who didn't have that, I feel bad. Hashtag blessed. Yeah, it's one of the best things that I could have ever experienced. I mean, I got it on the weekends. Like my grandma did, she was, a she cooked, but she had a weird, she had a special diet because she was doing yoga like in the 60s and 70s back then. So she was like on Yogi Bhajan's, like the the master cleanse that all the, that all the ladies are doing now. (laughs) Like, no, she would really just do like the turmeric or the cayenne water, you know, with uh, lemon. Like she would just go days drinking that. Um, cottage cheese. She like made chutney. So she kind of like had weird stuff. She couldn't even make cookies. Her cookies were, we called them grandma's rocks. And I never figured because they were, but they, oh, but it was like, in, but it was like endearing, you know, she, oh, her biscotti was great though. Yeah. You know? So I think she just morphed her biscotti recipe into a cookie recipe. Um, but yeah, I don't think she never like sat down with me and like, you know, walk me through stuff. When I got older, I would say in my early twenties, she made a recipe book for the, all the cousins of our family recipes. So I have that. And that's what got me started uh, in like cooking at home is that I had this like family recipe book. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to cook like little Nona's cold tomato pasta recipe, like angel hair pasta, simple cherry tomatoes, you know, and it was, yeah. And it's like a little pepper, pine nuts. Yeah. Just something suit like a Pomodoro kind of, but it, but it was served it's cold. Like you don't even have to cook it. It was like, you didn't have to cook it. It was like a quick 15 minute recipe. Then, uh, yeah, just all the family recipes in there that somebody at some point from the great grandma down, but I never was taught to like make those growing up, you know, uh, Christmas Eve was like the big food day, but the older people did all the cooking. I never was in there. I enjoyed the food, but I was always, I've always been on the receiving end of the good home cooked food. When my mom's health started declining, I handled Thanksgiving and Christmas. And it would be like for a week. So like I would get, like I remember it like I would have to save when I was working at portfolio, like I would have to save my tips because I would need like seven, eight hundred dollars, like, you know, feed of 12 to 15 people over the course of a week, like um, and then trek it up the mountain and cook. So like for me, it's all been trial and error. But you and I are totally different. I I go to the grocery store and I shop for what I'm cooking because I know in my head what I'm cooking. That's different than people who are like general and it's like, yeah, I think I could use some celery. Sure. Why not? Uh, Yeah. You know that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, guess I'll eat some celery sticks this week. Yeah. (laughs) That looks that looks good. But it's a talent that I don't have. Like my dude, he's an understated cook. He says he's not a good cook. And that's bullshit, by the way. It's flat out lie because he can open the refrigerator and I'll be like, we have nothing. I'm super dramatic. There's nothing to eat. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, like. A half hour later, Sam has this like busted out dinner. And I'm also slow. I like time. Sam busts out in like 30 minutes. I don't think I have the time. (laughs) Like, no, that's why I need like, yeah, like I, I love the whole like, it's cathartic. It's a production. Yeah. And it's just so relaxing. Like everything about it, just like going through it. Like even when I got home today, so like I had to get stuff for tonight, you know, like all this prep is like happiness. What are me. what are we staring at? So I have oh tip for people listening: all root vegetables. What's a root vegetable? Celery, asparagus. <laughs> this um, is where I'm at, by I, the way. <laughs> a, a celery, asparagus. Um, the reason they go bad so quickly is because you're not keeping them hydrated. So like when the celery gets floppy, oh, it's not bad. By the way, cut off the bottom. Literally stick them in a coffee It'll cup wake of water. Back up? It will wake back up and it will be great. So it, it's it's not bad. Like, but you should do this though when you get it and when you get it home. Just okay. cut off the bottom, put it. Same with asparagus, radishes. 
Oh, God, people don't leave radishes in the bag with the leaves. They like turn bad so quickly and they smell horrible. So get them immediate and you have some in your refrigerator. <laughs> Both of the things that you've <laughs> in addition to the bread still in my fridge. <laughs> Um, yeah. I have a fl- I have floppy celery. <laughs> I literally pulled it out on my way over and was like, "What am I gonna f- do with this?" So, uh, yes, I have floppy celery and I, and I have a daikon radish that I and uh, that I did put oh, in a bag. I love daikon. But when I pulled it out, I was like, "Why? Why are you going soft on me?" I was mad at it. I was like, "I took care of you. I put you in a bag and I put you in the fridge. Like, why are you mad?" So, thank you, and honestly. So, and, and speaking of radishes, yeah, like take them off. Cut off both ends and just stick them in a bowl of water. Literally, you like, have to cut both ends though. So my di- the daikon that I have at home is like uh, maybe a foot long. It's a big. It's a huge. Uh, well, you can like you can leave the long tail on. Okay. Um, if you want them to last just even longer, I'm using these tonight. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, here, like this, this one is literally that is from two weeks ago. What? I could get this at the taqueria tonight. Can I eat yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, hold on, crunch. The sound effects in this episode are going to be great. I know. So (laughs) there's just cool tips. Like, and it's, it's all learning though, too. And where you get your produce. Where do you get these? El Super. Uh, I'm sorry. Like I, I, I understand the comfort and the almost success you feel walking through a Whole Foods and you're just like, yeah, I'm at Whole Foods. I've made it. Whole Foods. Does anybody really think that? Whole Foods is a ripoff. Full paycheck, no? Exactly. Full paycheck, they call it. You know, it's to make make, like wealthy people comfortable. If you're if you have a market around you that you think is lowly, quote unquote. So some people consider like I remember the debate in downtown when Albertson shut down and El Super moved in. Man, the downtown's racism like come at a loud cost. That's true. People thought it was a downgrade. Yeah, they thought it was a downgrade. They wanted a Trader Joe's, blah, 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 blah. But no, they're actually superior Northgate, El Super. They're actually all great grocers. You need to know what the schedule is. It's really that simple. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, ask the person stalking being like, hey, yo, like, when do your fruits come in? When do your vegetables come in? And it's usually two to three times a week. And yeah, and so get there that day, you're saying get there that day, you'll have vegetables that last longer. And no joke on the low end, a fifth of the cost of Ralph's, Vaughn's, Whole Foods. Granted, most of that stuff is imported. So there are some people that may care about where their stuff comes from. They of want course. to buy as local as possible. In that case, you pay for that yeah. privilege and you pay at Mother's. And you pay for it. Yeah, you pay at Mother's, at Sprouts, at Lazy Acres, you and know. at Whole Foods. And that's why people who complain that restaurants have expensive plates when they use local produce. Right. No, you you have to pay for it, people. It's really like. Well, I grew up at the Mexican supermarkets, too. That's where my. So I ate the radish and I just had like a flashback. I mean, the kitchen's all about nostalgia, right? You know, I love that we're here talking about it because you gave me a radish and it reminded me of my dad because he used to just eat them. And now I'm realizing he totally used to just keep them in the bowl. But I never knew like how long they had sat there, but he would cut them up and keep them like that and then kind of nibble away at it. Like he would just always eat radishes all the time, like raw and not with anything now that I'm considering I it. Radishes. But we, we would go to. So I'm uh, from up in the valley. There's Vallarta. That was like our Mexican grocery store. And my dad swore by it. And I remember walking through there as a kid and just seeing all the animal parts that like I'd never seen anywhere else. I was like, oh, those are straight hooves. Cool. Like <laughs> the entire animal is in this place. Pata. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when I moved to Orange County, I didn't think twice about going to Northgate because there aren't Northgates up in L.A. 
And so that was sort of my translation, like, oh, I, that looks familiar. That looks like a Vallarta. And so I would just go to that. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've never thought of it as lowly or any of that. I'm No, when I I didn't I didn't think of it as lowly at all until that discussion happened. Yeah. And I remember it just, just going part of the supermarket. landscape. Yeah, like, I, I remember going through the thread and I was just like, wow, like I you can't help it. It was it was classist. Like it was unquestionably course, classist. It was like, wow, we couldn't we couldn't get a Trader Joe's downtown is going to hell in a handbasket. It's like you didn't get your prepackaged in a bag three ninety nine for 14 ounces radishes because that's what Trader Joe's sells. Yeah. And that's the other thing with Trader Joe's, too, that I've never understood the popularity with. Now, with their full pre-made frozen meals, that I totally get because that's easy and convenient yeah. and it's actually really well done for what it is. They save me for like weekday lunches yeah. and stuff. For but sure. produce is odd to me yeah. because it, they're in these packages. You're like trying to sift through the package to figure out if all the limes are cool. And there's clearly shitty ones where you're like, uh, well, I'm stuck with this. Like, I don't get, I don't get the like shopping concept there. Like, I'm always it's weird like, to me. yeah, whenever I see stuff there, I'm like, what am I going to do with 40 little sweet peppers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I start scheming and I can't scheme enough to purchase them. Like there's just not enough. And that's the other thing for people to know, like shop for what you can use. Yeah. Like, and do not, it's a, it's a funny rule, but it's real. Don't go shopping hungry. Don't it. You will, you will blow your paycheck and then come home and be surrounded by food that you're never going to eat. Guilty all the time. (laughs) Well, because a lot of times I'll do it on the way home from work and I haven't eaten all day and I'm like, I'm going to pick up things for tonight's dinner and more dinners. And then I get in there and I'm like, and I take it all and then I, yeah, and I get dumb ideas like, yeah, I'm totally going to use that radicchio or whatever. I don't even know what that is. Like, A radicchio? Yeah, exactly. See? The better red red leaves. There we go. So I would like, I would get some, I'd be like, oh, it's on sale. Maybe I'll do something with it. And then I just, you know, I never do. But that's honestly why I started composting. That you don't know what it is just because you're so like, yeah, that's what I did with dragon fruit once. It's like, I have to know what this is like. No, I always but I always check the different mushrooms because I'm like, I'll just use these this mushroom that I've never seen before. And let me make my tomato sauce with it. Getting good fresh mushrooms around here without going to Lazy Acres or Whole Foods is so There used to be a mushroom guy at the farmer's market at Bigsby Park. Oh, really? Uh, I I don't know if they're there anymore, but they used to be there on the Tuesdays. Yeah, like good fresh oyster mushrooms or porcini like are impossible. So I buy them dry and rehydrate them. That's the best idea. That's a good idea. I think people forget about that, buying dehydrated stuff. Who was it that was saying, maybe it was Dennis, vegan Dennis, who was saying uh, that the dehydrator is like the best thing you could buy for your house. Like if you want to go vegan or you want to like eat healthier, like keep a dehydrator in your kitchen. Because you were talking about freezing earlier too, like buying things. And even if you buy- Yeah, people bread. Even if you overbuy, because you buy from Costco, because Sam works at Costco. So if you're overbuying, but it's just the two of you, you can put stuff in the freezer. But a lot of people don't think about a dehydrator, like a sim- like a small That's investment. Because then you could buy the mushroom if you see if you see the mushrooms when I you're can out. Buy them, dehydrate them, and right. Save them for if later. If you find a particular kind, but yeah, you can find all kinds of you can make all kinds of chips and things and like a, that. And another it's tip all, for and it's people raw, too, like don't buy the fresh bread. I this is going to sound crazy unless you're going to a place like Gusto, unless you're going like. I was going to say this contradicts last I know, week's right? convo. No, 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 no. What I mean is, if you're going to the market. There is always a little section in the Ralph's off of fourth. It's towards the back in between the seafood and the fresh juices. And it's a rack and it's all the breads and they're all discounted. Oh, that's you my IV line yeah. for those racks. And I literally today. They're I always found, by the bathroom. Yeah. Ready to bake roasted garlic. So I put it in the freezer. 
Um, it was originally four bucks. It's now a dollar eighty nine. You always, literally look, wrap this in foil, throw it in the oven, and it comes out perfectly. And I'm, I always look for this. Uh, it says "woohoo, great deal" <laughs> on it, and it's red and yellow. Oh, it's they like so, to mark the poor people, right? It's so gaudy, but I always look out for it. And if you do want to go to the higher end stacks of bread, well, if you do want to go to the higher end grocery stores, because I do, I do go to Whole Paycheck, or I've been, I've been going to Mother's because I want them to stick around. <laughs> I want that thing to be something useful because it's not a fresh and easy anymore. Even if you go to like the higher end grocery stores, the bougier organic organic ones, all of them will have that sale rack in the back, too. And sometimes I do, especially I went to the new Whole Foods, the one on second and PCH right here. And I went straight into the back and I was like, what do you got on sale? Let's do this. And and especially at those places that have um, uh, like body care sections and stuff, you can sometimes get like wellness supplements that are usually really expensive, like mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. And they'll have them on discount. So there, yeah, is, there, there has, is like a clearance rack. Ralph's at Whole Foods. has medicine. Like we saw like Robitussin. Right. Like, and I, I don't know. Sometimes I just think of seasonal. families. Yeah. I just think of families like having to question whether they can throw down 15 bucks on Robitussin. It's like, check the sale rack. Like, mm-hmm. and expiration dates people are ploys like like and they're you know what i mean like as always thank you for listening to supper time and the lbc it is a production of the long beach post and you can find us on all major podcast platforms including soundcloud and spotify along with others as i always say Free news is not cheap, and we appreciate any amount of money that you can donate. You can do so by visiting lbpost.com support and give anything from a dollar to maybe a hundred grand if you're feeling a little like, you know, heavy handed. And before we officially sign off, I just wanted to let our listeners know that Sarah, Stephen, and myself have been working on a really big project that we're very proud of. Uh, we can't give you too many details right now, but we wanted to put it on your radar uh, and keep it in your mind so that when it does go up, you can listen and we hope you enjoy. Until we eat again, adios on beach. <laughs>